Welcome to the Redemption Unveiled podcast, where we believe Christians should be the absolute leaders in relationship health. I get it. Relationships are stressful. They're hurtful and confusing. Most of us aren't even sure how to handle the painful betrayals or how to put up boundaries. However, we should feel confident in how we handle our relationship challenges. So be sure to join me every Wednesday on this podcast to become clear in how to handle these difficult things, which is key to living the life we are called to and feeling connected to the God that we love. Hi, I'm Haley. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get going. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. As you know, we have been talking about betrayal on the podcast. I think that relationships are so confusing and particularly when we have been betrayed by someone we trust, it gets really overwhelming, confusing, hurtful, a lot of things to process and go through. So part of my goal is to help you find clarity in these confusing relationships that we all have. You know, you and I have both been hurt by people that we love, that we trusted, and it's hard, guys. It's hard. It's hard to live this life, and yet we know as Christians, we are called to have amazing relationships and live live real life with people. So, I mean, it's real tricky. <laughs> so, one of the things that all of us have experienced is betrayal in our friendships and even if you have great Christian people around you, you felt betrayed by by a friend. And it's hard. It's very hard. And we're all we're all hurt and we all hurt, right? We hurt others too. So today I have a conversation with a good friend of mine. We actually just met this year, and she's a part of the mastermind that I'm in uh, with Jennifer Allwood, and we both have such similar hearts and passions. Her name is Kristen, Kristen Farrell, and she is actually has, um, she's a leader of a nonprofit called Imperfectly Brave. I highly recommend you go follow them, and she also has her own social media. She's a great speaker. She has a podcast. She is a powerful woman of God, and we have an amazing conversation where she shares an experience in her life of just really walking out betrayal and how it really, you know, the journey we go on where it's not just about the relationship. That's what's so hard about betrayal. It's not that it just changes the relationship. We also are faced with with questioning ourself and our own worth and sometimes questioning God, you know, about the situation and and the hurts that we go through. So we have a great conversation and you're going to love this conversation. Now, before we get started, I wanted to remind you that I did create a free betrayal guide for anyone who feels really disappointed right now in your relationship. Now, today we're talking friendship and I actually do have a betrayal guide for anyone who just really feels let down by a friendship or also if you have a friend that you know lies to you a lot or anything like that there's actually a betrayal guide for you so you can go online to yourbetrayalguide.com and you can select which relationship you have that you feel betrayed by and you can select a personal personalized guide for you in your situation so i highly recommend doing that i just really have a heart to encourage each of you to push through and don't stay confused or just in a hurtful place with your relationships. As Christians, we have to take, and it's our privilege to take, kind of a direct approach to be really clear 
on the attacks that we go through, the difficulties we go through, and what the purpose of and what we can do to bring God's purpose for our life through these relationships. I mean, it's just so exciting, even as we go through these valleys that we experience that are so hard, okay? So today we're going to talk friendship. You're going to meet my friend Kristen, and you're going to love her. So let's get going. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I am very excited to introduce you to one of my friends, Kristen Farrell. Welcome. Hi, friend. (laughs) And you are the executive director of a nonprofit called Imperfectly Brave. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, and you were there at the beginning, and you've been running that bad boy for about seven years. Has a great message, a mission, and here you are. Here we are. Talking to me. At your dining room table. I know. I love community. Anyone that listens to this podcast knows, like, I love church, I love relationships, I love community, which brings us to why we're here today to talk about relationships. And I'm a huge believer that, like, I believe, for me personally, that relationships are one of the main greatest honors of this life. Like, that is where I spend, I feel, like, 80% of my time, my waking hours, is with the people in my life, the call that God has put on my life to live church and live community. And I will be the first person to say that they are the best thing in our lives. And I will also be the first person in line to say that they are the hardest, worst thing in our lives. Like there is nothing harder than people, than relationships. Walking this life with people by our side for longer than days, weeks, even years, you know, those, those people that you can walk with for decades. Like these are, this is like one of the goals of my life. How many people in my life can I keep on the list of friends for decades and not years? And I'm telling you, Mm -hmm. that is hard. It is so hard because every season brings new challenges, new expectations of what I think friendship looks like, what they think friendships look like, how our lives should walk together. What do you do when you start walking in different directions and you're like, what does this mean for me? What does this mean for you? So I'm super obsessed with all of those dynamics. It's just like, that is my passion of life. And so when I knew that I was going to have you on, as you know that I'm in the middle of my teaching on betrayal in relationships and I've got some stuff coming up soon that I'm so excited about but I wanted to have you on to share journey a journey that you've been through in your life that you experienced betrayal and what it was like how you felt like you felt betrayed but also how you handled it how what you learned about relationships or about yourself through some of it so I'd love for you to share mm-hmm Um, I think we have a similar heart in just like the aspect of community, which is what Imperfectly Brave is actually founded on. It is, it is all about teaching women how to, um, build a lifestyle of prayer and community on the foundation of, you know, God's word and how he leads us through that. And I agree about just people in general. It is really complicated to have relationships because we're all human and we all basically (laughs) kind of suck. So (laughs) yeah, there's that, um, But I was, I think about like, so I have a Bible study. We meet around my table every Thursday night. And we have been doing that for, I think, eight years. I've lost track. And we really do life together. And I have learned authenticity and what I need from humans just through the relationships where I really dive in with them. 
And I think that it really can, there's a, there's a scripture that talks about, um, a treasure being hidden in a field. Mm -hmm. You have to like journey through the field to get to the treasure. And I really believe that relationships are a treasure that having deep, authentic community and relationships are a treasure hidden here on earth for us while we're here, that they show us the character of God, that they refine us to be more like Jesus, that we can learn from that. And so, I mean, we could sit here and tell stories for hours about how people have hurt us or betrayed us or how we have hurt and betrayed other people because I have done I have done my number of, <laughs> of humdingers on other humans, so there's that. Um, I was in just a really close friendship relationship with someone, and we shared the ministry space together, and we really, I mean, we just became very fast friends, and she was kind of in a different season of life. She was a little bit ahead of me in the season of life, and so I really leaned on her in just like marriage and parenting. And we just had the best time together. It was, it was such a fun friendship and it was really important for the time of my life that I was in that I had this friendship. And we, you know, we walked very closely together, sharing a ministry together and, you know, just having an incredible time together as friends, what friendship should be, I think in my mind was this friendship. And we got to a place where we had some some friction. And so we sort of, we, we parted ways a little bit, but we were still kind of in communication and in each other's lives and just kind of trying to figure out how to navigate friendship in when there's tension. Yeah. We can all think of times where we have. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean by tension? I've never, never experienced. Never that. happens to me. Um, <laughs> so it just, you know, we kind of got to just a weird spot, and you know, 2020 happened, which 2020 right. happened to all of us, and made relationships. Gosh, I think one of the greatest things that the devil has done in the last few years, what evil has done in the last few years, was 2020, making relationships so complicated across the board. I it, I think it imploded a number. It actually, I have multiple relationships that just basically imploded on themselves because of the last few years of different beliefs and politics and all the things. And I think it's been really sad to see that happen. It's been sad in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's done to your life, but I'm sure. It has not affected anything. <laughs> I am a I am fine. Everything is okay. No one around me has any opinions. (laughs) And I am doing it perfect. That is the only thing that has happened to me. Guys, be more like Haley. (laughs) Be like Haley. Don't be like me. (laughs) So 2020 happened and things got even more complicated. And while all this was going on, God had really led, like I was going into a season of trying to figure out how to get well again. I was, I had walked a number of years of feeling really sick, um, being overweight, not, I have, I'm very athletic. I have an athletic body. I have always been athletic. I've played soccer my whole life and just really felt like him calling me into a season of wellness, mental wellness, spiritual wellness, physical wellness, just being well. So I went on a journey in 2020, which is so funny that this, this was the year that God was like, you're going to get healthy. And also everything's going to be closed and you're going to be alone with all of your children. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) Go get it. So 
Um, I, I worked with a trainer. He was amazing and he helped me find muscles. Like, did you know that we have muscles even when we're adult moms? <laughs> right. so they are still muscles in there. And I loved every single minute of it, like going to the gym and lifting weights and getting healthy and feeling better. I felt, I haven't felt that good in a really, really long time. And so six months into this journey, I'd had just so much success and I felt really proud of myself and um, just really thankful that God had taken me on that journey. So I put a post up on Facebook, you know, social media can just be <laughs> such a blessing. Really, it's such a gift. <laughs> so and I actually I think we would both agree that social media can be um, really lovely. It can also be super complicated. And so I threw this post up on social media of a picture with me and my trainer and a picture of me in a swimsuit that just explained like this feels um, very, I feel really great. Here's what God did, has done in my life over the last six months in the chaos of 2020. And just, you know, it was kind of just, it was to encourage other women like, if you're feeling like this, there even in your late 30s, there's hope here. Like you right. can still, you can figure this out. I figured this out. You can figure this out. And what this friend, so the whole post was just so much encouragement, women feeling encouraged. And just, it was so, it was really lovely. And then I woke up the next morning with all these text messages from my friends saying, hey, did you see this post that this person put out on social media? I'm pretty sure she's talking about you. Are you know? Are you guys it, like? Do you guys hate each other? Like, why is this? Why is she saying this? And I hadn't seen the post yet, and so I um, opened. I opened the book of the face, <laughs> and I was at work at this time. This is when I had a, a day job, and I was in the break room, and I opened this post and just started shaking. Just fell Did you my feel stomach. like hot and like you could pass out? I actually felt physically ill. Yeah. I felt really sick. I, my, I was just shaking and crying, and which sounds very dramatic, but it felt very dramatic because what um, my friend, in air quotes, had done was she had she had gone online and basically blasted me for putting a picture of myself up in a bathing suit. It was a bikini. Okay. I, I mean, even when I'm curvy, I wear a bikini. Like, everybody's got opinions, but it was, I was in a bikini. Um, and just absolutely blasted me and shamed me for being a Christian leader who is posting a picture on social media of myself in a bathing suit. I mean, we could talk about, we could dissect this forever <laughs> and like talk about all the things, but really at the core of it, it was um, heaping shame on top of me for celebrating what God had done in my life. And it. Um, it was a great betrayal. It felt, uh, loyalty is really important to me. Mm -hmm. uh, authenticity and loyalty are things that I really value in my life. And so where it got really tricky for me was that I felt like I had this very like rich, authentic relationship with somebody and she knew like she knew my junk, I knew her junk, and it just felt like she had just taken a surgical knife and just cut me open for everybody to see all my guts. It just it felt so 
awful and so disloyal. And I didn't really know what, like it was hard. It was really, it was a very hard emotional experience. Um, And it was the loss of a friendship. And also then I had to go and spend months walking through the shame. And I think that that is probably the greatest impact of this this specific instance of betrayal was that then I had to go. Then then Satan used that to attack me. Like, I'm not a good Christian leader. Why am I doing this? What's my problem? Why why don't I know how to be a better leader? Like it just I had to go back and fight again for truth. And I don't think I don't think we should have to do that with people that know and love us. I don't mm-hmm. think that they should cause us to have to fight against what we know is true about ourselves. We should be speaking truth over each other, lovely truth over each other. Yeah. Encouragement. I've really determined the thing about betrayal that's different than someone hurting, like than someone you you know doing something mean to you is betrayal can only happen if there's this expectation that you had something that was safe, supportive, and sincere. Like those are the three places we can feel betrayed. Mm-hmm. And you can you can have a betrayal in only one of those areas. They maybe are safe and supportive, but then you find out they've been lying to you. Or, mm-hmm. you know, in like in this situation, you thought you you knew you had a friendship that was shifting, but you still thought you had that safety and support and mm-hmm. that she was still a, you know, a good sincere person. Mm-hmm. And then you open something up and you're like, what does this mean? Because with our relationships, when you have a happy healthy relationship you have two people that have expectations that are genuinely being met now very few I would say are we a hundred percent like happy but at the core things we do believe we're safe supported and that we are being treated sincerely that that what they say and do is truth you know and so I think that what I've been looking at with betrayal it's this it's this surprise it's the surprise it's Mm -hmm. the I walked into this moment feeling safe with you, feeling supported by you, feeling like I trusted you. And even if it's, you know, something you hear through the grapevine or something you find out that happened or it's whatever, it's always this shame like, how did I, almost like I feel stupid that I expected you to to love me well and then it's like what does that mean is this about you or is this about me you know what I mean and so I've been I mean this is the kind of stuff I obsess with like just dissecting all of this and I always think that so many relationship issues the reasons we don't conquer so much of it is because they're confusing and there's a lot of feelings and history and details involved that are important, mm-hmm. but also keep us confused and, and overwhelmed. And so when we get confused and overwhelmed, sometimes we just pull back. And it's easy, it's easier to just say, and I mean easier, it can be easier to just slowly be like, okay, or immediately. And sometimes that's definitely what we need to do. If you have someone in your life that isn't safe, supportive, or sincere, then you're like, well, what is the point of having them in my life? I mean, you've got to define that. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the betrayal piece that you walked through, like what, if, if that's correct, if what I believe is correct, that betrayal comes from losing safety, support, or sincerity, in this, in this betrayal, how, what do you think was tacked on? Like one or all three, or how, how did that feel if you just look at that and process that? I really feel like it was all three because 
because she knew my journey, she knew enough about me that she was, she became no longer safe. And every single one of my friends was so supportive and saw such an impact on that journey in my life. My husband, my kids, my coworkers, my best friends, they were so supportive. And so to not have the support from somebody and then to also have them not just like tear that down, but do it in a public way. Just that was, I mean, it was just such an intense moment in my life. So I've grown up, I'm not saying I've never been disappointed by my leadership, but I've grown up like with my leadership in my life has been very safe. Like the pastors I've had in my life, the parents I've had. And I actually think one of the things that makes them so safe is they try to have very little control over Mm me. I believe that a real healing comes from internal like desire. Like, Like no one can force me to obey into healing. That's not how healing works. You know, healing comes from, hey, I have issues. I want to find healing with God, you know. And so I don't know. I just find it really interesting, like, I'm glad you're able to talk a little bit about the whole like Christian friendship side because I think a lot of Christians have very sad experiences with Christian friendships or just like you have maybe one that tends to be a little bit more like you said, like I'm kind of the leader, I'm teaching you things. And I find that when Christian leaders have close friendships that they feel like they're almost mentoring Oh my gosh, this is so true what I'm getting ready to say. Because it makes me so mad. If a Christian, if a strong Christian person is mentoring someone and they start seeing that the person they're mentoring is making choices outside of what they've guided them to do, oftentimes I see those strong, like those mentors start making very hurtful decisions to basically shame the people to get them back in the line. And also I think it's a very self, it's a self, it's like an insecurity that they feel rejected. I've seen that with people that are giving advice, like with marriages and like, you need to do this. And if the people don't do that, it becomes this very like inner, like offense. Like how Mm -hmm. dare you not take my advice? And I almost feel like, I mean, I don't know this, this situation in general, but it almost feels like, like you went out of an umbrella of something that she felt was appropriate and it was almost like, how dare you right. go outside of what I believe is right. Yeah. I would say that what you're saying is very true and that why we have tension and difficulty in Christian relationships that actually by design don't have to be like that because it's because if we believe what's true about God's word, God's character, and Jesus and grace, then, and we're overflowing that onto the people and they're giving it to us and we're giving it to them, then relationships shouldn't be this complicated. We shouldn't have this kind of tension in a Christian relationship that's unresolvable, that's so hurtful. However, we see it happen in the Bible. 
we see, um, is it Paul and Barnabas? The starters of the early church having tension in their relationships and having to say, you know what? I think you need to go this way and I need to go this way. And then did they come back together eventually? Yes. Were they best friends? No, they weren't. But we see them parting ways and still both doing the work of God, but not, they didn't agree. They got into a fight and they didn't agree and they had to separate. We also see betrayal in Jesus's life. And we see him say, you know, when you, when you mentioned talking about this, I was thinking about it the other day and I thought about the situation that Jesus had with Judas which was a great betrayal. Judas turned Jesus in and, you know, basically gave him over to the cross. And Judas did life with Jesus. Judas had that front row seat to life with Jesus. And Jesus welcomed him in and sat him at his table knowing what was going to happen. But what I what I thought of in this instance was at the Last Supper, Jesus says to Judas, go do what you're going to do. Go ahead. He doesn't try to stop him. He doesn't beg him to stay. He doesn't chase after him. He doesn't outwardly proclaim that Judas is about to do what he's going to do. He just said, you know what? You need to, you need to go. You have to go. And then he turned around and went back to the table of the people that were there for him, that were sitting with him, that were sharing and breaking bread with him. And I just think we have a lesson in that mm-hmm. because it's okay to say, you know what? You go ahead. Mm-hmm. Like you go do what you, what you need to do. He didn't, he still loved him. He still like, I, I don't know like how what happens with Judas after that. I don't know that right. story. They don't, we don't know. Right. Like we don't know heaven, whatever. Right. We don't know what that story right. is there. But then he turned and went back to the people that were staying with him mm-hmm. and let him go. And mm-hmm. sometimes we need to let somebody go and say, yeah. go do what you're going to do. I love go that. ahead. And he did that. And he didn't chase after him and he didn't try to stop him and he didn't, he didn't give him a laundry list of all the things that he did for him and how could he do this. And I'm sure that that was a deep betrayal. Like, I just can't imagine. That was a deep betrayal. Right. I had people in my life that said, you need to go to her and reconcile. That's the Christian thing to do. you got to go reconcile. Otherwise, you're in sin too. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not ready for that. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever be ready for that. I right. don't know even what that would do. Right. It. I feel like it would just bring up all the junk and right. just cause another another argument that doesn't need to be there. It's okay. If, I think, and like some people, <laughs> some people are not going to agree with me saying this because okay. some people think that everybody, everything needs to be reconciled. Right. But I've reconciled it. Right. I reconciled it with Jesus because I had to go through and walk through all of the shame that that heaped on top of me and get with God and turn inward and say, is this the truth? Mm-hmm. Is this the truth about me? And that's where betrayal, I think that's where it becomes betrayal and not just like a hurt is like, is this a truth about me? Right. And you start to question Absolutely. everything that you knew to be true about yourself and you have to fight for who you are as a daughter of God. That was the betrayal for me. I can handle people saying mean things to me. I can handle people saying mean things about me online. They do it all the time. Whatever. 
That's right. fine. But when it is somebody that then makes you question right. who you are, whose you are, and what your purpose is. I, so I already had to walk through that. I right. already had to reconcile that with God. I already had to right. forgive her in order to set myself free of the shame that was heaped on top of me because of that. Right. So I already walked through the process. Do I have to walk through that process with her? I don't know. Right. So I'm really, like I said, uh, I'm obsessing over all of this right now. And I've determined that our healthy relationships are the ones that are, that we do experience safety, support, and sincerity is that they're really the people that help us heal. Mm -hmm. And the problem with betrayal is it's an, it's an awareness that there's a chance that this person can't can't walk with healing with you like it is it is not it would be a silly expectation for you to go into a conversation and think I'm gonna have now a conversation with this person that just lost these things for me and now expect to have a conversation that she can come help me heal these things that she did to me oftentimes not always but oftentimes and I think this is a big misconception the person that betrayed us isn't the person that can heal us. Of course, God heals us, but I mean partnering with us to help remember who are you? What's true? Like, help me remember who I am. And our, our godly relationships help us remember our identity. They help us say, you matter, you belong, you're enough. Like, you are good still. Even mm -hmm. if you made a mistake or something, but you're still good. You're still Christian. You know, you're still, you haven't lost that. And when we have these people that have very specific ideas of how we need to behave, for our life and then we lose out or we have people that just aren't showing up for us i mean how many women have been so let down by the support they've been given or by the reality that they realize that they can't trust what people say because they just lie the safe places in our life help us heal and our betrayals teach us to love and those are two different things. And in the Christian culture, we have this umbrella thought that every relationship should be this like warm and fuzzy, godly healing experience. And from my experience, that's not the case. So many people cannot love me well enough to launch me into my purpose and destiny. They say things, they do things that you're like, wow, you are really not helping me here. And you learn those boundaries. But that that learning of okay but how can i value that person even if they can't launch me into my destiny even if they don't see who i am women that are betrayed is like the cool thing about god is he doesn't need other people to show you who who you are because he's the one who designed you he he designed us to live in church. He designed us to walk our healing out with people. We do need relationships. I'm convinced of that. We'll get there a lot quicker if we have safe relationships, but even mm -hmm. if we don't he can do it with us. And that's when it gets really exciting. It's like we don't have to wait on everyone else to learn to love really good, mm -hmm. to learn to have good relationships and be. Like, I can be a safe person, even if you're not. I can be a supportive person, even if you don't support me. Mm -hmm. I can be sincere, even if you lie constantly to me. Like, right. kind of determining what is the purpose of relationships and so on and so forth. So anyway, as we wrap up, could you tell my listeners a little bit about, like, where they can find you and tell them about your podcast and kind of some of the stuff you do. Cause you're in, you live in Kansas city. So some people even could come to some of your events too. Yeah. So tell I us. I do live in Kansas city. Um, so I'm perfectly brave hosts multiple events a year. We do a big event in the spring. That's a weekend event 
called Imperfectly Brave Kansas City. It's a very fancy name that we came <laughs> up with. Um, and then we have events in the fall. Uh, we have one coming up here October 20th of 2022. Um, it is called Brave Girls Night Out. It's a night out in Kansas City. It's a Thursday night. We'd love to have you. You can go to imperfectlybrave.com to figure that one out. Um, and then I do have a podcast. It is called Not Your Mama's Bible Study. I love to teach women God's word, to get women in the Bible, to get women to know the truth for themselves is very important to me. I know that we share that mm-hmm. passion together. Um, so I do that and you can find me online, Kristen Farrell. I'm sure it's in the show notes, but all the spaces I mostly hang out on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and helping all of us get through our relationships. It's just a lot. It really is. But I think there's goodness there for us. I know it is. And as we heal from these betrayals, I think God brings new people into our lives to sit in that space with us and that I I think that's the treasure yep I love it awesome thank you so much we'll see you around next time thank you for joining me as always I love having you here don't forget if you have a relationship right now that's confusing and hurtful you can download your free relationship guide at yourbetrayalguide.com and also I want to encourage you to remember that God has a plan for you. He has a plan for your relationships. He has a path for you, okay? Don't forget that. As always, I appreciate it if you would leave me a review and find me on socials. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.